0: And welcome. I'm Alexander. I'm Simon. And I am Haney. We're Tech, covering the latest from the IT industry with a specific focus on Microsoft and how to get actual value from technology. This is episode 214, recorded on December the 19th, 2022. You will be able to find this and our previous episodes on nidipinTech.com, iTunes, Spotify, and on most podcasting platforms. It is time for the Christmas special. And Simon is wearing a horrible Christmasy shirt. Yeah, that don't. That has a pom pom on it. Yeah, don't play with the pom pom, please. <laughs> keep keep your fingers to yourself.
1: That's what I did.
0: Yeah, keep keep doing that. This the, it it's we're like thirty five seconds in, and this episode is already going completely off the rails, as expected. So. It's been another year, and it's it's what a year it's been. Uh, I mean, this year saw the 200th episode. This year saw the five year special. Uh, this year saw a new format, the bi weekly and, and longer episode format. Mm-hmm. This year saw Haney the entire year. Yay! So. So much has happened, and I'm I'm curious to hear your opinion on the change in format. So, in case nobody listened, um, <laughs> we, we've gone for longer episodes, forty five ish minutes instead of thirty, and biweekly instead of every week. Sometime we manage to s- squeeze in an extra uh, episode with a an interview or so, but mostly we try to do um, biweekly format. So. What's your take on it what do you, what do you think of this
2: I think it's a nice format because then we have time to chat about the things that we do because anyways we're every single time running over time so I'm not sure how the 30 minute episodes have even worked
0: that's a good point. Uh, it was just the, the the two of us Simon and Simon and me um, so are you
2: saying I talk so much
0: <laughs> no what I'm saying is adding for every person we add, we mm. kind of feel that like the, the the time the time needed to get everything said increases. Um, oh. Some of the hardest episodes I've done is episodes where we have like two or even more um, guests. But okay, you like the longer format. What does Simon say?
1: <laughs> now, honestly, I like it because it also but... ensures that I, from time to time, can meet deadlines and add our show notes in time.
0: I think that happened in June the last time, Adam. Yeah. Okay. No, we'll, we'll I, say
1: oh, now be kind. I've actually managed at least half of the episodes the last year.
0: It it's become better. And yeah. <laughs> um w- while we're on the subject of honesty. Um Ooh. I'm I'm the the anal retentive one. We know that. I have a very specific view on on um we've said that we are gonna do this, then we're gonna do whatever that is, come hell or high water. I'm not sure we need that we've managed to to do a pretty good job without necessarily having everything in ship shape mm-hmm. two days before so I think I might need to back off from that one a bit
1: but but I also do think that and that now this is the like behind the uh behind the scenes of knee deep in tech I do think that we had a plan of completing the show notes by Sunday, so we could record on Tuesdays. Mm -hmm. But the entire intention that we had that were that we knew that Alexander would be done on Sunday and me and Haney would be done by late Monday, probably. And we would still be able to record on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. So, I think it's working exactly the way we want it to work. It's just (laughs) that you still do not know neither me or Haney.
0: (laughs) So... Uh, funny you should say that because I've, I've had this conversation, this exact conversation with my wife more than once that I should know by now how the two of you work. So she, she compared my view on the Need Even Tech podcast to me looking at a rerun and hoping something would change. And I'm not sure she's wrong. So yeah, this this is on me.
1: There, I said it. Yeah, like again, this it shouldn't be true. Uh, like we yeah, exactly. We and and I just hope that we are a good rerun of whichever thing we we uh, are rerun of. But I hope again, so. we we should soon. We need to stop this. You're good. You're good. I love like you. I love you like all this because no one cares either than we. Uh, <laughs> but I do think we we have gone closer towards like we are reaching our goals. By just being slightly out of shape in both directions.
0: We actually Mm -hmm. try. So now we're out of shape. Are you calling me fat? (laughs) No. I think he was referring
2: to me running up the stairs.
0: (laughs) Ah. So he's calling you (laughs) (laughs) shape. Stop
1: it. All right. So, notable things. Episode 200, five years in. I,
0: I, I want to put in one more thing. And this has actually to do with the episode. Uh, yes, we've we've learned a lot more about uh, each other because uh-huh. when you and I were doing the assignment, we uh-huh. could almost complete each other's sentences. It was weird. It's take <laughs> it's taken a bit, but Haney, I, I kind of feel like you've come to just about the same level. You can without hesitation break in whenever you want to say something, and we it it's become much easier to just toss. Uh, toss things around in a discussion. So I'm super, super happy to to see the development that we've managed mm. to do um, as, as podcast hosts there. Yeah, I agree.
2: And it's a m- lot more relaxed for me
0: than in the beginning. Because I was
2: a little nervous in the beginning about the wow. whole recording thing. I don't know if you could tell, but you know.
1: And I, I do think that's something that we have underestimated having done over 200 episodes now. No, that, no,
0: no! I'm always very, very um, concerned with what you're going to say, Simon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's true, but you are not nervous for your own performance. No, uh, I gave up many years ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I think, but that's, no, that's that's a good point. Uh, so we, and I think we we have worked out the technology aspects. Like Riverside that we're using now has actually been working very well, um, and you have improved your editing techniques and I can just say having recorded and edited one episode a few weeks ago like it takes so long to do it Uh, and you have uh, really done a lot to ensure that it takes as little time as possible while keeping our high standards
0: I've I've managed to to streamline that, yes Um, and the funny thing is I had a chat with a, a couple of people in the SQL Server community the other day, hmm. they're looking at starting their own podcast and they were uh, kind of curious what kind of technology do you need? And also, what kind of software do we use? Hmm. Um, what kind of sites do we use? And all that stuff. And I realized that, holy crap, there is so much that we've managed to take on these yep. years. And hmm. I, I did uh, send in a um, a session to two, two Bits hmm. that discuss um um podcasting. Hmm. Um, we'll we'll see if they pick that up. That would be yeah. that would be really really fun. Yep. Yeah. So 5 years, 200 episodes. How do you think we've done this year compared to 2021 when it comes to numbers? I'm I'm super curious. Do do you have any idea um for starters? Twenty twenty one. How many listens? It's exceedingly difficult to count the number of listeners, yeah, because that data simply is not available. The number of listens is available, and we're not going to go into details how how to define a listen. It's a specific amount of time, but how many listens? So twenty twenty one, we had seven thousand nine hundred, give or take five or ten. Do you think we went up or down in 2022?
1: I hope we went up. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think we did. And I think it's also important to mention how many episodes we did each mm-hmm. year.
0: Very good point. So we did go up. We went up to 8,750, roughly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and from the start, we've had 45,657 listens up until this this specific moment. So hmm? it's I vividly remember me looking at you, Simon, after the first episode and going, yeah, this is not going to work. <laughs> and here we are, five years later. And yeah, uh, we, we have a lot of people that want to listen to us. And, and I find that absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, a little horrifying. In, in, in <laughs> some ways, yeah. But the, the pattern had changed. The pattern has mm-hmm. changed a lot between 21 and 22. So in 2021, the the number of listens per episode and, and essentially per month has been just about um, constant. 2022 started lower and it dropped a lot during the summer because we spent what, like eight or nine weeks mm-hmm. uh, without mm-hmm. recording. And then it has skyrocketed since uh, the summer. So we are essentially doing uh, f- fewer episodes, but we are reaching more uh, people. So I th- find that to be phenomenal. Really, really cool.
2: Very interesting.
1: I would like to add to that. We we have um, had some issues with our communications the last weeks. We now know it was DNS. No surprise there. But if anyone who's listened to this would like to try to reach us. (laughs) (laughs) I think you might have changed the the,
0: the, uh, message in the end. If you want to try to reach
1: us. (laughs) Try podcast at needypintech.com. And now we might actually respond because we're receiving the emails. Yeah, most of them. Yeah, most of them. Yeah. Yeah, If you aren't using Alexander's tenants, it's probably good to go.
0: Yeah, that's that's but so weird. But well, we'll email see is now
1: working. So if you have emailed us the last couple of months, to be honest, uh, please feel free to reach out again. We haven't ignored you. We just haven't received your message, and it's due to DNS. Not in any way, the IT admin of in Tech, aka myself. <laughs> no, of course not.
0: No, of course not. No, no, no. We would never.
1: Yep. Yeah. So you have also changed job, Alexander.
0: I have. Um, I have indeed. So I'm working for Data Masterminds, which is a very small, smallish outfit. I mean, we're, what, 12 now? We're going to be mm-hmm. 14 in the next, um, come, come, uh, come New Year's. Really looking forward to that. So I'm I'm essentially running, well, I'm running myself, but the idea is to, to build out an analytics uh, part of, of the company. So I'm super, super happy. Um, Exceedingly smart colleagues. Is somebody standing on Simon's cable again?
2: <laughs> yeah, you also froze for a moment. Yeah.
0: Ah. So, as we were saying, Riverside is working very well. Thank you very much.
2: <laughs> yeah, most of the time.
0: Most of sure. the time. I I decided to take a look at the um the episode numbers. And, and Have we twi- messed up again? No, actually not. Hey. I was thinking about the the, the number of, of listens per episode. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And in 2021, episode 145, which was the, the episode where we uh, told the world about uh, Tony passing, that uh, was the most listened to with 354. Most others, they were around 220 to 30 in 2021. Episode 208 which was Haney and and my um, interview with Chris Webb, that garnered 416 listens, which is about 100 more than most others because most others were around 280 to 320. So we're rising in the number of listens per episode as well, and I find that to be a much more interesting um, metric, I think.
2: That's
1: really cool. Based on those numbers, we can certainly tell that if we talk about something other than ourselves, more people listen.
0: And how is this news?
1: No, I'm just sad. That question. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to have your own
0: Simon Binder <laughs> podcast?
1: Me, myself, and I.
0: Okay, so we're going to see the Simon cast.
1: Yeah, Binder tech, Binder cost. And I...
0: Binder, oh God. <laughs> I have one final interesting uh, piece of news, uh, or, or piece of trivia, I should say, when it comes to numbers. And we were contacted, or when we started using ACAST, um, sort of kind of at the, the beginning, they told us that they had just started a, um, a collaboration with Spotify, and mm-hmm. for no extra cost, they could add our um, um, podcast to, to Spotify. And we looked at each other and smiled and said, yeah, sure, that's gonna be fine, because nobody in the right mind is gonna listen to this through, uh, through Spotify. It turns out that we were wrong. So 65% of the listens uh, come from three main um, areas. 38% come from Apple Podcasts, not mm-hmm. strange at all, because I'm, I'm thinking that there's a lot of people listening on their, their iPhones. 13.5% is actually Spotify. Mm-hmm.
1: Cool. That's increased then.
0: And 13% is other. And there there's a long list of specific players that, apparently does not end up in other. And I think the the most interesting piece of trivia is the fact that our own player through through ACAST, the one we have on on the website, that's three and a half percent of the listens. So not many people listen through the website, which I'm not surprised at all about.
2: Yeah. Probably a better experience through yeah. Spotify or-
1: And for the record, I always believed in Spotify. And as always, Alexander didn't believe in me. <laughs> and as always, I was right.
0: Moving on.
2: All right.
1: <laughs> and after this episode, we'll see a dramatic drop in listenings. Uh,
0: probably. So, what happened in in twenty twenty two? What kind of a news item do you, do you think are, are important, and and what has been important to to you? So let's let's start with Haney. Um, yeah. Through all these years, what what's been important?
2: Through all these years, I yes, the, the, just as, as, as in singular,
0: twenty twenty one.
2: So uh, I think the highlight for this year has definitely been Azure Container Apps as a new offering and as something that is a little easier than Kubernetes, but could potentially be used for running quite many container workloads. So that is very much, I think, the main. News item, actually, for me. And on the other arenas, I don't think there was anything quite that big. There has been many, many smaller improvements and things like that happening on the networking side. And of course, I'm also interested in the data arena. There has been a lot of cool little things, but nothing like really, really major this year, at least from my point of view.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I have to agree. And I'm, I'm going to come back to that. So Simon, what's your view on things?
1: I do agree uh, I think it's it's more what's happened around us and how that's impacted us like we see a huge investment in security for obvious reasons we see a still a huge f- focus on working from anywhere um, the big things there I would say is the support for Linux, the support for Chrome OS in Microsoft Intune which is now named Microsoft Intune again which I think is a very good thing Uh, We can talk about names later on because no one cares. Uh, Other than that, it's security investments. It's working from home investments. Again, it's no really huge things. I can probably mention things like filters in Intune. Uh, I love Windows Auto Patch. um, But in, in practice, it's not as... And I think that's what we say every time we do this kind of special for the last years or so, that there hasn't really been any huge things because that's not how development work anymore. It's how all Mm -hmm. of these small things add up to a completeness of vision that is the differentiator. And I do think that's clear to me, both in Defender for Endpoint as in Microsoft uh, Intune and Azure AD that we're moving in that direction. And then we can talk about like how the direction of Azure is changing and, and things like that. And Alex, you have had probably the most news items in, um, of all. So which one do you really remember? What's the best in power BI in 2022?
0: So I, I decided to pull essentially all, all the, the updates, the, the bigger updates that come out through the year. And it, it all paints a picture. It, pretty clear picture that uh, Analysis Services is essentially out of the picture. It's it's all about Power BI, and I mean, capped with the automatic um, migration tools that we now have from Analysis Services to Power BI, that kind of shows where the where the direction is going. And in, in many ways, there are some, some updates that are enormous for PowerPoint um, for, for, for PowerPoint, yeah, I, for, for Power BI, I hate all these power crap. But having said that, Power BI in PowerPoint is really interesting. It is not without issues, and that's the pattern that I see. Take um, data marts; it's an interesting idea. It's fraught with really weird behaviors. We have multiple audiences for apps. Everybody said, oh, this is the best thing ever until they started using it. It has (laughs) some limitations. I'll say that. Save a copy of a report, kind of like we had uh, with organizational content packs a while back. Yeah, look again, it has a lot of of, um, limitations. Same thing with field parameters, yada, yada, yada. So many interesting ideas, so many amazing new things, and... There is a, a very healthy dose of meh on most of them. But having said that, as, as Simon said, this is definitely pointing towards the completeness of vision. They are rearranging the, the, the bits and pieces on the, the, the game board. We, we're not at the phase of refining just yet. We're still adding new things. And of course, there will be some teething issues with new things. And I kind of feel like something, something is coming. Um, all the, these bits and pieces that don't really connect just yet. I, I kind of feel like there's something coming in the the data sphere because we we are lacking a coherent product. It's a crap ton of small, disparate products. But I would love for it to become. More cohesive. We've we've seen that in, in Synapse, uh, moving towards that with all the synapse links, for instance. Uh, that idea is, is super interesting. Uh, but it, it can be done so much more. So I'm I'm looking forward to 2023. I have no idea what's gonna come out during 23, uh, but I'm I'm I am i do not think we're gonna be born, I'll say that.
1: 2021 and to a big extent 2020 were the official pandemic years. Now, Swedish hospitals are are struggling again, and probably it's the same in many other countries. But this year has been sort of going back to some kind of normal, or how it used to be. What's your thoughts about that first, before we head into what we hope to see from a technology point of view? How's 2022 been from a work point of view? And I would also like to focus on an event point of view, and what do you hope to to see on that perspective for 2023
0: i can go first and i think that the situation is the way it is because people are selfish and stupid and with that i mean that Apparently, the the pandemic has been waning, so there is no point in getting any any vaccinations. It'll be fine, it'll disappear, yada, yada. That is clearly not the case. We still need to be vigilant. Having said that, I don't believe that uh, lockdowns and and face coverings and all that stuff has any real uh, benefit. But that's on me. So looking at the events, we've seen a... A sort of kind of return to in-person events. And Bits is a good example of a big event that did a lot of, of hybrid stuff. So I think it was about a third of the size in-person than it has usually been, uh, but it was still about a thousand people on site in, in London. And that worked out very well. And more and more e- events are, are starting to happen, but we've seen that the number of people that are interested in going to events on a Saturday has absolutely plummeted. And <laughs> I think this is to do with the fact that people realize that, whoa, wait a second, I have a family, or I have a hobby, or I don't really care about tech that much anymore. It's, it's been a, a huge shift, um, bigger than I, I think a lot of people realize. So that's that's my take on 2022 20, specifically.
2: Yeah, for me, I feel it's like a little interesting because I didn't go to that many events uh, before COVID because I, I wasn't really that involved in the community. Yes, I went to some meetups in Finland and things like that, but I had not done very many international events. So it wasn't a very big change for me when everything went online. It was kind of easier for me to attend events since they were online. (laughs) And on the other hand, like this year, it's been many in-person events. I've gone to quite many in-person events as well. And the fact is that just getting to an in-person event and doing a session, it is quite taxing. It takes Mm -hmm. quite a bit of energy, just the traveling. Like it's really fun to be at events and meet people and do a talk and everything like that but it also takes a lot of energy and time as well. So it is kind of like, it's really, really enjoyable and you want to do it, but then I found that I also have to be a little conservative. Like, how much do you try to do in a certain amount of time? So for me, it's been a bit about trying to find a balance in there. And, yeah. Uh, like, I don't know so much how things were before, so... I don't have that comparison point in to like whether things have decreased or increased, but I personally do enjoy actually being able to interact with people and have a chat and talk about things and everything like that, the really in-person things of that. I do think we're going to keep seeing hybrid events as well, especially the bigger ones. So I don't think that aspect is going to be going anywhere. Uh, And I do hope that there is more in-person events to see in 2023. And I don't know if it's going to happen that because like during the COVID time, there were a lot of online events popping up. Whether some will stay just online or whether like, because I feel like maybe the in-person events will start consolidating a little bit, that there won't be so many. So I'm, I'm interested to see whether there will be still like a scene of online events happening, even though some events will be person.
0: Indeed. I mean, I grew very tired of online events. I did what, 26 of them. And then I said to myself, nope, no, I'm done. That's it. I'm, I'm not getting any energy, all the energy that you talked about getting expended, going to an event. That was still the case doing it virtually, but I didn't get anything back because I was literally just staring at my own face through, through a camera lens. Uh, I've kind of backed that off a bit. So I'm, I'm more than happy to do uh, one or two or three virtual events. That's, that's a lot of fun. But doing them every week or multiple times a week, no, I'm, that's, not, that's not doing it for me. And I think that is one of the key takeaways for me I'm starting to look at things like, okay, what does this give to me? And I've started to value my own spare time in a way that I didn't do before. So for in in, in some ways, the whole pandemic was probably a sort of kind of a good thing for me, because I I was running at a pace that I could not sustain, even though you could have not have told me that and, and had me understand that at at that specific time.
2: And I think that is a lot what has been happening to people attending events as well. And that is also why there might be like a decrease in attendance as well as you were saying, because a lot of people have had similar insights.
0: For sure. Yeah. And I mean, there, there's a lot of to, to be said about um, in- inclusion. Um, Having things online makes it so much easier for people and everywhere to attend an event. And I don't know how many people attended the virtual Ignite event, but I think it was an order of magnitude more people than were there on site. Now, do I think it was as good? No. In fact, I was just in there for a while and realized, no, this is not giving me anything at all. So... Compared to going to any larger event, um, yeah, no, I'm. I really don't get anything from watching an online event. Um, we'll see how how that plays out. What's what's your view, Simon?
1: I think I, I can summarize it very shortly. I'm expecting quality, and um, we haven't had that. During the pandemic, as I see it, there have been quality conferences, there have been quality webcasts, and so on, but a lot had also been about quantity. And I do think that's what needs to be changed because people are not allowed to travel as much, do not want to travel as much. So when they travel, they expect the best possible experience. Same thing when we do online events or hybrid events. I had that discussion today with a colleague. Either we do something with quality, or we don't do it at all, because we can't afford to do things with bad quality. That's my view. And honestly, it's it like, from a receiving point of view, inclusion is great. Like everyone should be able to get quality content. But I do think we are diluting the, the community and the, the learning by not having high enough standards. I'm very sorry to say it. Anyone should be able to do it. But it's how we present things, what we say, how valid it is. And if we are just reading from docs or actually adding something to the story. I don't see myself necessarily only as a someone that can share knowledge. I actually see myself as someone that needs to entertain people while giving knowledge for an hour. And, and that's, that explains that's how I, so much. Yeah, but that, that's that's what I'm good at. Like, if I can't and I yeah. do not speak about things at which I can't make interesting, and I'm not always up to that quality, and that's why I also need to change how much I've been speaking. Um, I looked into my flight app and realized that I have been on at least eleven trips outside of Sweden. Uh, over the last six months or less than six months. And that's that's a lot. And that's impacted the quality. Yep. Some have been great. I've received good feedback, but I've not been pleased. So I think when you do a virtual event, ensure that it's a great virtual experience. If you do an on-site event, ensure that it's a great on-site event. If you do hybrid, be very, very careful because you will always have better quality for either the on-site attendees or the online attendees, and the other group will be to some extent disappointed. So quality and ensure that you invest.
0: In many ways, we tend to think that if something works in person, then we can just tweak it and it's gonna work online as well. And in my view, that is a completely different production. And if you if you go into it with that mindset, there there are two sides to this coin. Don't try to force the same content into the same mold. Then you're more likely to uh, to succeed. And that's the kind of hybrid that I think might
1: actually work. It, it's digitalization in practice. Either you make something that worked on site digital, which is not necessarily better. Or you make something completely different, which is digitalized native. And that is probably the best way of delivering extensive value. Why does our, our Christmas special always get this negative and down pitch? Depressive. <laughs> so
2: We are from the Nordics. It's dark currently. Good point. So it brings us to a dark place as
0: well. Let, let me ask you this. Have we seen the entirety of what can be done for online delivery? Or are no. we still finding our ways, so to speak?
1: We are finding our ways. I think I had a, a good experience last week when I was in UMU. That was a really, really good hybrid event. I didn't use the, the online platform, but the feedback and what I saw was really great because that platform enabled us to have the same round tables online as within the physical room. And it allowed the presenters on stage to interact with the audience that were in the the virtual platform. So I think we are Mm. getting there, but we are not even close because it it takes a long time. It takes a number of events to get enough feedback to improve it. Um, So I, I think we have a lot still to discover
0: and I'm going to go ahead and say that I don't agree with that. Ooh. Actually, I, I I do not agree with that sentiment. Um, my view <laughs> is that we've had two effing years. Get with the <laughs> damn program. I mean, in my view, it's more like people go, oh, I can make an event because it's online. That's easy. Everything is easier if we just live stream it. And no, quite the opposite it's more mm-hmm. difficult mm-hmm. it's completely different but we've stuck with the way we've always done things and i'd say that the yeah. um, the development and the the new ideas they kind of dried up after 6 months it's it's been rehashing mm-hmm. the same old crap that doesn't work for the last 18 months i mean come on it's time to reinvent it's it's time to uh, use a word that i really don't like disrupt this it's doable. I'm not going to be the one to do it because I have no idea, but it, it has to be uh, doable.
2: Oh, no. Did
0: I just go off on a rant again?
2: Yes, you did. <laughs> we always need one rant.
1: Yeah, and again, Alexander, you're making the same mistake. And this is very odd for you to hear. You have too much trust in the human beings that you surrounds you. I had a question today, uh, a, an organization that wanted me to speak about the digital workplace. And they said, yeah, c- can you be really like innovative and visionary and talk about 10 to 15 years in the future? And I was like, sure, I can do that. But it won't happen if we don't change today. And we haven't changed. The technology around us has changed, but it takes humanity Way more than two years to change. It doesn't matter if we, like, Mm -hmm. just look at Teams. We had Teams for years before, and we still haven't figured out (laughs) how to properly use it. (laughs) So we have spent thousands and thousands of hours in those meetings because no one is leading Uh that change within organizations.
0: And the reason for that is it's good enough. We, yeah. We've settled on mediocrity. I mean, look at PowerPoint. Is that the best tool for presentations? Hell no. Is it the one that we have and everybody uses? Yeah. You cannot animate drawings
2: in other places.
1: <laughs> so it like, is a deal breaker. So not not like now we're going real deep down in this. So if we even if we can't even solve a better presentation tool than PowerPoint. And then the world expects us to solve war, the climate crisis, inflation, and why we can't have nice things. Like, we're ruined.
0: And on that bombshell, thank you so much for tuning in.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Is that what we're going to end with?
1: No. We, We can't do an episode on time.
0: No, we can't. Come on, it's Christmas. Uh, what are you yeah. what are you looking forward to? When we've now covered all the the horrible things, what are you <laughs> actually looking forward to? Simon, be be positive.
1: <laughs> I always thought that my blood group were B positive. Uh apparently I'm B negative. So
0: <laughs> Oh god.
1: No, I I don't know.
0: Uh. And I'm a so zero, I so yeah. I have a lot.
1: Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, sorry. Uh, I, I there's a lot of things I look forward to. Actually, uh, both from a technology point of view, I think we'll see a lot of fun things happening where we'd see all of these small things that we have seen during 2022 actually adding up to something. I'm really excited about new platforms within Microsoft Intune and Azure AD. Uh, I do think that's really cool. I look forward to combining more technology partners together into complete solutions. That's what I'm really passionate about. That's why I love to work at a company which enables me to do that. I look forward to a lot of events. I have a number of events and I might actually even be an attendee at some events because I I haven't been an attendee for I don't know how long. What is that? I don't, I know. So there are a lot of great
0: events. How do you submit to become an attendee?
1: You have to pay, Alexander.
0: Oh. Yeah, not happening then.
1: You are paying to be there. Not like so. Yeah, but I, I do think it's, it's that. I, um, I'm i also figuring out what I should do next. And I'm not changing jobs. It's more focus. Because I've done too many things up and down, both technology-wise and and my role. So I think that 2023, or I hope that it will be a more focused year, because I, I honestly think that I need that. So a lot of fun things with Intune, a lot of fun things with AVD. I was about to say I hope Windows 365 dies, uh, but uh, I'm not. I'm not going to be that honest. Uh, and and I look forward to seeing where we can take knee deep in tech. Because I do think we we have more to add. We have some ideas. I think it was super fun to do data toboggan. So, um, nothing. All I want for Christmas is you.
2: Oh.
0: Careful what you wish for. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, Haney, um, put on your, your happy hat.
2: Well, I've been the positive one here today. The two of you have been the downers. So uh I'm of course looking forward to the Swedish invasion, getting these two two blokes to come to Finland at some point and doing something with knee Pintech in tech regards to that. So hopefully that will happen soon if the calendars permit.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're looking at you, Simon. <laughs> yeah, I yes. Know.
2: And then uh I'm looking forward to snowboarding. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I have to say, I'm lo- really looking forward uh, to just the work this coming year. I started a really whole new project that I'm excited about. And uh, really, again, going more to the data side of things. So can't wait. Really excited about that. And in general, just working with people. Uh, while I've been kind of between projects, I've done a few trainings. Not just, you know, talking at people, but really... You know, discussing what is challenging and how to solve that and all of that. So it's like what I discovered when the whole COVID thing started was that, oh, I started to miss the collaboration with people and helping people to get those aha moments and all of that. So that has always been the aspect that drives me in my work, even though I do deal with the technical things, but it is not really just the technical things that make me excited. So I'm really looking forward to more of those. Just collaboration with people. It doesn't matter if it's the needy Pintech or at work or or at events. I don't really care. <laughs> I actually seem to like people. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird.
0: <laughs> I don't think I'll ever forget the, the time that I managed to convince you to come work with me at Atea. And we did the uh, flipped... Um workshops where we essentially gave mm. the students a scenario and they had to sort things out and then essentially sell those scenarios to us. seeing you uh, dive into that and and very much collaborate, explain discuss that that opened a whole new aspect of of Haney that I had not seen uh, so that was that was super cool yeah
2: yeah, and that is really kind of the part that I. Enjoy. And uh what else? What else? I have settled down to Tampere, so hoping to get into better shape running up the <laughs> hill on the stairs. <laughs> and and yeah. Many exciting things, many th- ideas, and I really do hope to kind of in my sessions I a lot of times do have these doodles. In play, and there's a vision that I have for bringing them onto another arena of another format. So I really hope to bring that to life this
0: coming year. So for me, um, it's a bit of a weird one because I've, I've run at breakneck speed, trying to make everybody happy in the community. Doing so much community work here and there. I'm absolutely horrible at blogging. I know that, but I've, I've been speaking everywhere and and trying everything. So I, I what you said, Simon, with with um, specializing and focusing, really resonates because I there's there's a saying in Swedish. You, you can't see the forest for all the trees, and that really applies. There's so many missed opportunities simply because you hmm. can't choose. Uh, the irony of that is is exquisite. And in many ways, that also applies to my job. I've always said that I don't want to be a manager. I don't want to be a team lead. I don't want to have to make decisions for people because I think I'm going to be very bad at it. And I've been sort of kind of, of told that, yeah, no, bullshit, uh, at least try it. So that's what I'll be doing. I'm I'm entering in, into a completely new and uncharted territory for me. I'm I'm gonna build something at a company. They're they're essentially turning. I told you so. <laughs> Thank you, Henny. They're 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 turning to me to build the analytics part of Data Masterminds, and that is scary as smart people you wouldn't believe. But it's also so exciting. I have no idea how to do this but nobody else does either. And we'll we'll sort it out. We'll figure it out together. So that's what I'm really looking forward to work-wise. And that is also going to limit the amount of time that I have to spend on community stuff. Having said that, taking Event Tech to the next level, yes, I've had a feeling for quite some time we could do something more. Uh, I, I, I'm not mm-hmm. going to say that we've been coasting the last year because we definitely have not doing this bi weekly and, and change to 45 minutes, that's probably the best choices we've we've made so far. But I'm I'm sure there there could be more. And we have ideas. We haven't been able to to put them in um, down on paper if you if you will. So so many so many opportunities 2023. And of course I'm gonna be flying mm-hmm. a, a lot um since I got my license a couple of months back. So exciting times ahead, for sure. It's not dark and dreary in, in my world. It's it's
1: exciting.
2: That sounds more promising than the, pre- than the previous topic.
1: <laughs> I think so, yeah. I was just about to say that if you're wondering why this episode only turned out to be 15 minutes, it's because the first 35 was too negative and depressing to so cut it away. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So when um when are we back?
0: That's a great question. I'm very happy you asked it. Um we haven't really set a date. January. We're gonna yes, January. We we're gonna take a short break because it's Christmas and we, we need to to focus on our, our families. And, and take some and and of course uh, Christmas food yes any very good point yeah yeah uh, Simon is gonna make meatballs a lot of meatballs yes but no we're, we'll be back probably mid to late January and uh, as mm-hmm. always if there's anything we can do let us know because we now probably have a working email again <laughs> Probably yeah I'll set it for probably. And until then, thank you so much for listening. It's been another phenomenal, super exciting year. And I can't wait to see what 23 has to offer. So Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. And we'll see you on the other side. Take care. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Ho, ho, ho. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode of Need Even Tech. MidiBintech is a bi-weekly technology podcast hosted by Alexander Arvidsson, Simon Binder and Heini Hilmarinen. If you have any feedback, questions, or would like to be part of an episode, please reach out to us on social media or via email at podcast at